Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, we made it to the weekend. Or at least two of us did, because... It's Britney Witch. What? What? Mm, I'm always on the weekend. Mm. You are. This is your second Friday here. Yeah. <laughs> I literally roll in. I go, oh, I worked one day. Yeah. Give me a couple days off. Racco, it's Friday. We're so Woo. happy. We did it. And I even had a short week, and I'm ready for it to be Friday. It's exhausting. I don't know. Just a lot going on. But I have to say that uh, the start of our show, I have to thank Chris Rock. So I'm watching him on Jimmy Kimmel this morning. He was so hysterical, but he told Jimmy he was, I think he called himself Two Shot Rocks. He said that was his vaccine name. Oh, cute. And I thought, what is my vaccine name? And I thought, I'm Lori Vaccini. I like oh, that. Good. And Rocco is Rocco Vaxarello. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so my last name's Arneson, but that's pretty not exciting. So I got to be like... Vaxnison? Oh, I mean, by the end of the show, I'll have it down. Well, you have it, but yeah. I like the, you know, if you can just add it. Like, I ran into Steve Patterson. I said, do you know what your vaccine name is? And he goes, no, do you? And I go, yeah, Lori Vaccini. And he goes... So that means I'm Steve Vaxerson. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that sounds like a name for him. Vax Arnes. Mine's terrible. I, I'm just going to be Vax Attack. Jason would be Jason Vaxathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good. there are some names that work e- easily. I think the Italians, like with Rocco and I, Vaxanello and Vaccini. <laughs> that's beautiful. Beautiful. I, I want to get a little necklace that just says Vaxed. Yeah, Vax. Cute. There you go. Vax. So anyway, he was just, uh, oh, he was, he was. He was so funny. And then the other guy that was really, it was a, I thought, oh, what more, you know, could be discussed with Andy Conan. He was a guest on Conan O'Brien. And Conan is wrapping up his, his show PBS on show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like the end of June. I thought, oh, what, what, what can, what can they ask? So um, the one thing Conan got out of Andy, which I've never heard him talk about on a show before, uh, Conan asked Andy Cohen, hey, you know, what is in the Bravo secret sauce? Or what would you say is your thing? You know, you guys, have, you've done so many successful shows. Yeah. And Andy, right away, casting. Casting is number one. And then he said the second thing is he says, we do something that we call the Bravo wink. And he's like, Conan's like, well, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, what's the Bravo wink? So he said, and Rocco, they could be doing this with all this damn YouTube they're collecting on us. Who knows what? But oh, right. it's where, like, so the house, a housewife is going, 
you know, I'm really into healthy eating and, and like their confessional and try to work out as much as possible. And then they have a cutaway to like last night's uh, table full of ashtrays with cigarettes yeah, and yeah. drinks or showing them, glug, 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 you know, the, doing the, the cutaway to that. And I was like, oh. And, you know, sometimes the, the people on the show will say, oh, it's editing, it's editing. And, and it's it's not, I wouldn't say, I think that anybody who's honest would say it's not actually even that hard to edit them in that situation. Those are the type of people that always trip on their words or always are contradicting and themselves. He said that, and that's what we do is we just show with video a, a contrary thing to what they've just said. I think about it all the time. And I think that as I kind of mellow out, I don't know if I'd be a great Bravo star anymore. Oh, did you used <laughs> to think you would be? I thought I, yeah, yeah I thought at one point, yeah, because I was big and crap talking and, you know, like sabotage all this stuff. And now I feel like I'm pretty lame. I'm pretty boring. Yeah. You know who would be great? Hmm. Julia. Oh, amazing. She'd be so great. And she'd blame editing. Yes, of course she would. Um, for lots of things, but she would be absolutely hysterical. She would be, yeah. I would hands down think she'd be amazing. If she'd they also ever do the Real Housewives of Woodbury, which I know they won't. I know. Well, <laughs> maybe we can just like, you know, the way they do it there, it's never actually in the same city. So if we just say of Minneapolis, Minneapolis she can yeah. loop it in there. I would watch that. She would, the, the mispronunciations of things would be amazing. The her saying, you know, I'm going to do this and never eat this or try that. And then, the, yeah, she'd oh, yeah. be amazing. You see the sporty side of her. You were her new tennis muse, Pickleball. Right? Oh, no, tennis. Oh, tennis. tennis. And let me tell you, I almost, like, peed my leggings at some point because she crap talks while the point's still going on at one point while the ball's still in the air in play she goes you know what you should win this point you're a lot younger than me this is while the ball and so i'm like i'm like dying laughing because i'm from like where you don't talk during tennis it's very formal we're at her gucci little club yeah and so when she starts yelling this i mean i was like that's she's doing it to get you off your game and i mean i can't say it worked in her favor but she's informed me that it's going to go differently in the future in the future but yeah it's pretty fun yeah she's trying to be all who's the tennis trash talker the pro tennis guy oh, um Djokovic? no you're talking about from a while ago right yeah like, um, oh my gosh what is it? yes, yes McEnroe yeah. was king of doing that before and on the court and at the umps yeah anyway. you've got to be kidding me you've got to be kidding me that was his thing that was the name of his memoir yes um by the way Rocco yesterday we were talking about our notable we had three notable Really, four, if you start with Walter Mondale of men in their 90s mm-hmm. that died, you know, um, George Hovland up in Duluth, the great skier. In, he was 93, and then we had... Um, Jim Klobuchar Klob- and... Um, and Burnsy. Yeah, Ken, and uh, Jerry Burns. Jerry Burns. And then I said, you know, and also the guy who invented, co-inventor of the Post-it. Mm. And I found it, thanks to the Star, er, Star Tribune doing a notable obituary... Spencer Silver, Mm. chemist, artist, and inventor of the post-it note adhesive. He was a long-time researcher. He was 80. He died from a heart condition. And it was just two years after he arrived at 3M, he discovered this low-tech adhesive that could hold paper together without damaging the paper. He was an artistic type of scientist, his wife told the Star Tribune. 
And so he touted it, but it sat on the lab sh- shelf for six years before his colleague thought of a use. Company lore holds that this other guy, active in his church choir, had an epiphany one evening in 74 after frustrated that his paper bookmarks kept sliding off his hymnal. He remembered a company seminar that Spencer Silver had given on his special glue, and the post-it notes first named the Press and Peel bookmark was tested in four cities in 77, but disappointing sales. They rebranded it in 1979. Post-it notes, it is now one of 3M's best-selling products, $2.2 billion in 2019. If that's not proof that marketing runs this world, <laughs> right. I don't know. It is. Did you ever, do you remember from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? Oh, that yeah. was her big claim to fame as she's invented post-it yeah. notes. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of, and it didn't bother him that the other guy was always, uh, you know, getting credit, but but the other guy Fry always said, "Well, it was Sheldon Silver came up with it, and he thirty seven patents he earned all at 3M." Anyway, he just sounded like a cool guy. He does sound like a cool guy. So imagine that he put the sticky in the post-it notes. What was it? The pe- the old peel and sticks. <laughs> peel and sticks. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like shrimp. Okay, listen. When we come back, uh, the story that quickly galloped out of control in two days' time. And no, we're not talking about Benefer 2.0. <laughs> Oh, she's such a good songwriter. It might be because you and I are both wearing sheer tops, but I, I got we are. but I got goosebumps. I don't know what it is. That song makes me have feels. Yeah, he's got a lot of music out right now that is very emotional, and but it's she's always written from her heart. Though she's I know. such, she's really an underappreciated songwriter. I think you are right. Mm-hmm. I just saw something where she did an interview talking too about how. She, growing up and the fame that she did, and they were always trying to pit women against each other, and she once got really good advice uh, from somebody in a music exec saying, there is enough for all of us to win. And that she wanted that, you know, young artist to hear that, because it's like, remember, the people would always pit Britney versus Christina, and this, and, and all these Pink. drama, and Pink was yeah. like, oh yeah, the rough and tough, and she was like, I was a huge Britney fan, you know, right. and it was just fun to hear her talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, this story that is just really blown up, so just four days ago, just yeah. on Monday, yeah. it was reported that John Mulaney was getting a divorce, and... He he was fresh off a 60-day rehab, stay for alcohol and cocaine addiction. He decided he wanted to get divorced from his wife of seven years. And she released a statement on Monday about the divorce in which she made it clear it was John's decision and that she was heartbroken yeah. over his decision. Yeah. She might want to hide that phone and take the weekend off with a couple of close friends because... Um, uh, now we find out exactly, and then he also opened for Chris Rock mm-hmm. someplace in New York City. He did, he's got like a five night sold out thing. I guess all these stand up comics are just like chomping at the bit to yeah. get out there and um, and practice their stuff too. That's such a big thing and, is that they have to play it out on you know live people and see what works, what right. doesn't work. I know a lot of stand-up comedians here that are doing that right now. And so John Mulaney, so Chris Rock has, you know, he's, he, Kimmel asked him, oh, how's Mulaney? He's, oh, he's on fire. And John Mulaney, I mean, just in four days, he went from sympathetic to calculating <sighs> with the news that he is dating Olivia Munn. I know. And it is a 
to me, this has all the hall- hallmarks of Olivia Munn's people are leaking like sieves to oh. TMZ and people and page six. But the fact that they're dating, this is very, very new. They're taking it slowly. This is good PR speak. They met at a church in Los Angeles. Now, let's break down what that church is. Yeah. Is it Hillsong? Um, well, as somebody, is it Hillsong? Is it AA? Well, somebody who's been in a lot of church basements in yeah. her life post uh-huh. rehab um i'm assuming that's what it means yeah. i mean Mulaney has been you know even in his stand-up made it very clear he's not a religious person so i'm thinking that is where most likely and i didn't know is she sober i i i, I have no i have no idea but um explain to people who john Mulaney is because people yeah. are like i don't know who that guy is and i'm like well he's I mean, he's he's got some of the best stand up um, I've seen in a long time. His stand, I've never seen a bad stand up special of his. He's been, done some voiceovers for um, some cartoons. There was the one um, that is it's on Netflix. It's a little naughty, but it's it's funny. Um, he he definitely didn't he write for SNL too yes, and yep. Seth Meyers and Seth and, Meyers yep that was and an he's insult. hosted SNL and he's very funny he's very funny he's very dry yes very and you know kind of the opposite of an it guy he's kind of made it very clear so it's funny it's I, mean, I shouldn't say funny but it's odd to see him wrapped up in this kind of drama because you always think of him as kind of above it. Yes. And so it's really weird. Out of all people. All people. This is why people are losing their minds online about these two. And then make it worse, Olivia Munn, in a Huffington Post live interview, told a... She had this to say, that she met John and his fiance Anna, at Seth Meyers' wedding in 2013. She was there with her boyfriend, Will Forte. And um, she talked about going. She said, we were at a wedding together. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do you and your fiance want to go have dinner or something and go hang out? At first, it was cool. But then I kept going up to him at the wedding saying, so are you having fun? I was just so obsessed with hanging out with him. I emailed. He did give me his email, but I never heard back from him. But I just was obsessed with him. And I thought... Is that strange behavior to confess to? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, so especially it, now that like we find out that she's kind of waiting in the wings for all this. And let me tell you this as well. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is just my opinion. Don't make a lot of decisions once you're newly sober. That's that's exactly it. His uh, his people that or whoever. I mean, I guess, and I do feel bad for his wife because like she's been with him for seven yes. years. And I guess at City Winery, which is where... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's performing. Mm-hmm. He was like, I did a sympathetic battered comedian routine, but he didn't mention the divorce because this was on Monday night. And, yeah. And he, instead of a trademark suit and tie, he dressed like, a, you know, like a high school kid, a long striped sweater, jeans, sneakers. And he was kind of like looking for a lot of empathy with puppy dog eyes. Mm. And um, the reviewer of the show said, did he know on Tuesday that this was going to break? You know, yeah, that it seems really calculated. Yeah. Um, anyway, so people are upset and, you know, people are wondering, did his wife know what was going on? You know, she was attacked when he went into rehab and it just feels I feel bad uh, uh, for her. It is because he talked about his marriage and his routine. So, I mean, that's a big common thing, right? Like you get sober and you're like, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to be this, you know, and that's you see that a lot with people like I need a new job. I need a new house. I I need need a new new wife. wife, Yeah, and exactly. And I think that I'm not saying that's the case for him, but I do see that a lot with people that are newly sober. I think it's the idea of I'm a new person. And also there's a lot of. Guilt and resentment tied up to the person you've dealt with your, you know, you know, dealing with sobriety with as well. Um, Yeah, because it doesn't seem like he would run to people. But I feel like Olivia Munn, maybe, you know, I don't know her to get in very many. I mean, I loved her in the newsroom. But other than that, I can't I don't know where her career goes. So I don't know if this is something from her, but. It's just not a meet cute story I would it's, have expected this no. soon out of rehab, this soon after the thing. And, and people feel, are yeah. very upset and they're wondering what's happening to Petunia the dog. Yeah, right? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel for the the wife, man. I just can't, I can't stop going back to that, you know? Uh, he stuck with him through all of that. I you know, know, he went to re, who knows, you know, of course, the pandemic. Uh, and listen, you don't go to rehab when things are going well. Let's no. just say that. Right. So there was a lot of struggle, I'm sure, leading up to that, that they were dealing with. And I just, I'm sure it felt like the rug got removed from under her. And that's a terrible feeling. And then to do it on the national scale, you just go, ouch. Yeah. Ugh. I know, I know. So uh, anyway, so yeah, people are really yakking about that. And then other people are, I mean, I don't know. I think he deserves the side eye on this, not Olivia, not Anne-Marie. I mean, she, oh, yeah. I give her the side eye for leaking it. Yeah. And also for sharing that she was obsessed with him and chased him <laughs> around at a wedding. Hey, but you know, she needs goals, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but I think as far as like his career or whatever, we already know comics can be messy. So oh, that yeah. doesn't matter yeah. to us, does it? He's still funny, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, his comedy is, it'll be fine. Yeah, but he really did go from sympathetic to calculating in just three days. Kind of a record. Mm-hmm. Best, best turnaround for him. Anyway, his comedy, probably on fire. Probably. Probably on fire. All right, listen, we'll be back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brittany is Woo! filling in for Julia today. And uh, 
Rocco is here, and the sun has gone behind the cloudy clouds once again. I know. <laughs> you know what? You came in hot this or to this afternoon, telling me that you think you're 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 madly in love with Chris Rock again. Oh, just you know what? I love it. He's been like he had a really great profile. I think he was just on the cover of Esquire magazine, and um. I loved him in Fargo. I know a lot of people, this was like the least watched season of Fargo, but I just thought he was so good. He's really committed to the acting thing, and I'm really committed to the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Science, uh, asking him now to host the Oscars <laughs> next year. If you hear this, Chris, this okay. is your formal invitation. I, he it would be the perfect guy to do what they he's, need. Yeah, so I, I, he's so good. He's got a movie coming out today, a, a horror movie, and I think... Uh, in theaters, it'll do well. Like if, uh, you know, with the younger people, if they're allowed to go to the theater or whatever, spiral. And it's from the Saw guys. Yeah. So, you know, it's just going to be a bloody, horrible mess. Yeah. But he was on with Kimmel. And, you know, you can just tell these guys were having uh, just great conversation. But Chris was like in a new New York apartment. And you can see they're doing... They're installing things, <laughs> and he kept, you know, getting kind of close, and he was like really trying to get personal. I was, he was very, um, you know, sometimes pe- some people, even though you're Hollywood people, you, know, you think like I know we have terrible lighting in here. Yeah, yeah. So for our YouTube, you know, we're not gonna, but a lot of these Hollywood people really have got it all going on. He just was like getting real close, <laughs> like making a point with his eyes. I don't know. Um, so here's a little bit of Chris Rock. Happy to take that pamper off the front of my face. Yeah, I know, right? It's great. And I, I mean, really, I was thinking about it. And of course, when you travel, you still have to keep it on. But it seems like for almost everything else, you, if you're vaccinated, you can have it yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm two shots rock. That's what they call me. <laughs> nice. Two shots rock. And um, I had a pamper on my face because I talk a lot of <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> So I've heard. So I've heard. Did you? I'm curious about the uh, wearing a mask. Did you? Was there anything you liked about it? I. You know what's weird? It was. I got to be not famous for a whole year. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And how? It's sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Why the hell would anybody not be famous? Can I tell you? I had to wait on line for things. You should see the ugly women I was dating while I was out there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I didn't even think about that, how famous people are experiencing a year of just being one of the group. And and Jimmy Kimmel was like, he said to his wife, like, I don't know if we have that audio, probably not. Which but one? Where Kimmel shares his thing. We don't need, so. well, he, he says to Chris Rock, he said, yeah. I've been saying to my wife, Molly, people have really gotten crabby and rude in the time of the pandemic. He says, but now I realize people have been nice to me because they knew who I was. Yes, yeah. This is just how this is how everybody else gets around in the world. Let's play the next one. Yeah, this is, uh, I think he asks him if he's dating anybody. I see, I got you. Are you, like, dating? Are you on an app or anything like that? Or meeting uh, people? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. You know, it's uh-huh. never the... It's never the ones you want, Jimmy. It's always... Uh... <laughs>
Well, why don't you announce a list of the ones you want, and then maybe they'll watch this on YouTube tomorrow and call you. It's never the ones you want. No, you know, I go out. I, I you know, I Are you confident? Dinner. I know you, you know, I, you appear to be a very confident guy, but when it comes to, like, dating and, like, giving somebody your phone number or whatever, are you confident? No, I mean, now because of all the Me Too stuff, I never make the first move. Oh, really? Ever. You think that Ever. protects you in some way? You got to ask for this <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta request this. <laughs> I, I think you should write that on the cover of the journal. Yeah. I got a tattoo. You gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And then they, of course, you know, Kimmel and Rock both have hosted the uh, Oscars before more than once. Yeah. So here they are, just a little bit about the Oscars. Hey! And you know what we did this year, you and I? What did we do? Go through. We didn't host the Oscars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we sure didn't. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> I know. It's real weird feeling of relief to not have been involved in that at, at all. <laughs> you know, when you were like, home, like a, I was like a backseat driver. Like, I was like... Like my father used to say, break, break. I was like, joke, joke. <laughs> it's weird because in a way it's like the opposite of your conversation with the people at Saw. You're like, have you ever considered adding some humor into the Saw series? And somebody must have gone to the Oscars and said, have you ever considered subtracting all the humor from the Oscars? a good job. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's funny. He's funny. And then uh, when they came back from the break and they showed a clip of Spiral, um, and he did just, like, he just approached the guys who came up with this. Did you, have you seen any of those? Yeah, I know saw. Rocco. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've seen, I've seen quite a few. Like, okay. I saw, like, the, the first two. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the first one was so good. So good. So we good. were screaming. Yes. It was we wanted Rocco. more. Yeah. For, if you love horror, I mean, it was just epic. And yeah. I remember I was at St. Anthony Main Theater. I remember the theater I was at because I we were just, I can't wait to go back to the movie theater. I know. Especially scary movies. There is nothing better than seeing a scary movie in an environment that you don't know everything about. Yeah. And A Quiet Place is going to be <gasps> a scary movie that I opens. I know. Memorial Weekend. I Quite literally, too. you guys were talking about it on air and you guys were both like, that's what we're going to go to. And I said that night I went to home, I said, we're going, Justin, we're going, we're to this. going, we're vaccinated, we're going. It opens Memorial Weekend. It's getting rave reviews. Emily Blunt was on with Howard Stern and it's getting better reviews than the first one, <gasps> which was a terrifically original movie so anyway but going back to chris rock so he's like yeah he did just go to the saw guys because he loves scary movies he loves watching them in at the theater yeah where you don't know everybody and everybody's in anticipation or screaming yeah. as one or someone screams really loud yeah. and it breaks the tension oh and yeah anyway there is something really great about that group so anyway he said uh they showed a clip and chris rock appears like he's going to pick up a saw and saw off his arm or something. And Jimmy Kimmel, when they come back, he goes, you know, Chris, do you think um, 
Could you could a human really saw off a bone? And he's like, man, I was on a date last week. I could have sawed off my own head. <laughs> dumb. I lo- so dumb. I love it. How can they be so dumb? And then it was like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't. The young. Yeah. Too young. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes the too young. So he's so funny. I do not believe a word he's saying that he waits for the woman to go, you know, approach him because he's so blunt. I highly but the, maybe doubt the, it. in the dating thing, because he is dating. He was married for yeah. like 21 years. I don't, his personality does yeah. not seem like he hides much. Anyway. So. But, but do you like the idea of him just like, he let him host the Oscars? Oh, you always he have the best be idea so for him. Yeah. good. Absolutely. And he's single and he's just And let funny. him do it alone. Let him do it alone. I Thank hate you. the partnering up. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So, um, Holly was talking about how Robert De Niro injured his leg uh, while filming this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a book. Uh, the The book and the movie is called Killers of the Flower Moon. And it's a true story. And the author, it's David something, but he wrote The Lost City of Z, which was a true story that became just a so-so movie with yeah. Charlie Hunnam. Um, Did you read this book? I read this book, and it's amazing. And Leonardo DiCaprio is in it, and I think he's playing the FBI agent. But it is about this, um, in Oklahoma, this uh, Native American tribe that had this land that was on all this oil. And, like, we're talking about, like, maybe 1910, 1920. Anyway, and how they got talked into signing away leases for nothing and all this, you know, uh, thievery mm-hmm. and stuff. But then people also started killing people that were, it's it's a wild Ugh. true story that nobody knows. So this is going to be a Scorsese be movie with De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. And when people saw photos this week of Leonardo DiCaprio kind of sitting at a table looking um, scotchy and full hmm. and with a mustache it's from this movie it's the era and I, I i think he's playing maybe a jaded fbi agent or something like that do you think it's gonna be hard for this to translate well the movie or do you think no. this is the perfect no i think when you have like a true story like this and you got scorsese you got de niro and what was the name give it to me one more time killers of the flower or flowers of the killer moon even okay. julia read this book what yeah, <laughs> even if it held her attention span. It, it did. It you can't believe what you're watching. So I I hope the movie is going to be good because certainly um, that people that wouldn't read the book would like know this story. Oh, and also you know comes out today is the woman in the window for Netflix. Oh, that is just getting. T- Terrible reviews. I know. I'm going to watch it anyway. I took me to me and you both have read it, so we're going to watch it. it. I got to see what the translation. I mean, those who wish me dead, the Angelina Jolie, yeah, where she's the firefighter. Both Chris Hewitt and another reviewer that I like gave it two stars, (gasps) and it's by uh, Taylor Sheridan, who's usually, you know, does. Is pretty good with movies and stuff. But anyway, so that one is just like a so-so. A thing, but if you like Angelina, you know. I think the problem in the people who have read *Women in the Window*, I won't give it away, but there's right. some aspect of it that it has to be in Imagination. your head. Imagination. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Spot and on. And that doesn't always translate well in Co- movies. Correct. It's, yes. It's Thank always you. like, how do you film a hallucinogenic moment? Exactly. It was so spot on. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but I mean, Amy Adams is in it and Julianne Moore is in it, but nobody's doing press for it. I know. It got like a six. It got 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about women, uh, those who wish me dead? I'll have to look that Angelina. one up. Angelina. Rock, are you going to watch any movies this weekend? Are you busting out because uh, you're fully uh, you know, vaxxed? Well, I'm gonna you're bring, Rocco uh, Vaxinello. <laughs> I'll bring this up on weekend okay. picks later. But yes, oh yeah, let me save that for okay. weekend picks. Right, but yes, I good. will be watching okay. movies. What's those who wa- uh, wish me dead? 64% on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. So okay, better. Well, that's a little bit better. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, I got a sneak peek and a tiny review from Julia who devoured three episodes of Halston this morning. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Netflix dropped uh, the Ryan Murphy helmed Halston, yeah. uh, the eight part series uh, of the designer Roy Halston, Ewan McGregor playing Halston. We've been obsessed about this show since basically Ewan McGregor was actually since it was announced Ryan Murphy was going to do it. We've watched, I don't know. We kind of watch everything that he, he does. He's so good with the period things and true stories. You know, he's just done an amazing job. So, um, anyway, Julia leaves me. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, I've watched three. (laughs) I can't stop watching. She said, it's really really good and of course she has today off so you know like perfect little friday morning snuggle on her new couch and watch the show that we've literally been talking about for like eight months but um wearing her ever eve yes i'm sure but (laughs) she said it's really good and uh rocco you remember earlier the week we said i they have to include the Battle of Versailles, the runway fashion thing between the French designers and the American designers. Okay, yes. I kind of knew stuff about it. I I saw the Halston documentary that was done about him. He's like this very influential American fashion designer that nobody knows anything about, but will now know after this. I mean, fashion people know about him. You know, our fashion museum that's over at the UMD, the Goldstein Fashion, they have... I mean, he's an incredible designer, but his story, his rise, his first famous thing is he designs the hat. He worked for a milliner. He designed the hat that Jacqueline Kennedy wore. Okay. The um, pillbox hat. Okay. If you will, I guess that's what they call it. That's uh, his thing. So... He began sewing when he was like seven, and he opened a hat business in 1953, and he opened his first store in 58, and then he took a job at Bergdorf Goodwin, and then in 61, he designed the pillbox hat that she wore at the inauguration of her husband, and 
it got dented and that dent was not supposed to happen and everybody copied then the dented pillbox but um so the top was dented in yes and that so was that, not supposed that was to, supposed be. to be like a, a bulbous on top not dented in right there that's right <gasps> yeah so and people you know so yeah. i mean he's got all these great stories but um anyway he has it, it could be for people who are look, looking for you know the hedonistic lifestyle of the 70s and 80s this is going to be your show and what where is it streaming netflix netflix so i'm watching studio 54 it's liza it's mick it's bianca it's andy warhol it's cocaine it's he did the first thing mass thing and he kind of basically got driven out of the fashion business he did a deal with jc benet and the other designers just looked down their nose. This was like mid eighties. Yeah. Ah, oh, you've sold out. And you know, now that's what everybody yeah. has done. But he's got a great story. And you and McGregor, I guess, like Daniel Day Lewis uh, did for Phantom Thread, where he learned how to do forties and fifties um Balenciaga dresses. You and McGregor learned how to cut drape so to play Halston. Hmm. And Julia said, "Very realistic his <gasps> draping skills." And I thought, "I bet." Oh, I can't. I want to. I'm excited. And lots to of watch sex, this. lots of sex. And he's gay and uh, and never was always out about it. You know, was never anyway. He's it sounds and, good. And so this Halston documentary is this made by the same people that made the Versace one? Then yes, this okay. is Ryan Murphy. So yes. it's a it's a fictionalized. It's no way like the documentary. It's a fictionalized yes, yeah. version. His family. Uh, is not happy about it because they're showing Halston warts and all. Yeah, but they you have to to do the story and what uh, flamboyant, fabulous designer isn't going to have like fabulous flamboyant uh, warts? Uh, warts, exactly. I would so. like to see his cocaine riddled warts. <laughs> yes, I mean, and, and the, mm-hmm. the, the cocaine fueled parties yes. of the seventies and eighties were a very real thing. I'm sorry, a documentary about people being fashion designers and then walking off into the sunset. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm here for. Yeah, so that's uh, getting, you know, Julia's big stamp of approval. Good and to know. Said it were, she said, I, if I was home, it would, I would be done with it by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I believe well, it. I watched something new last night. What did you I watch? I watched Hacks. Oh, with Jean Sh- Smart. With Jean? It's fun. Is it? And then, I, like I said, I did not know she was on um, Designing Women. That really wasn't in my wheelhouse. Did you watch one? So then I watched a I watched like episodes one and two of Designing Isn't Women. Isn't she fabulous? She's so good. As Charlene? Yes. As Charlene. That's <laughs> so good. But yeah, this is. I think you're going to like this show, and it's only a half hour, so it's it's always nice to have a good half hour show. She plays kind of a, a headlining comedian on the Vegas Strip who's maybe washed up. Uh, get, starting to get washed up. And then she gets paired up with like a young Hollywood writer who who's kind of canceled for an inappropriate tweet. And they're going to make sort of an odd couple oh, together. Oh, this sounds great. It yeah, does sound fun. good. And where yeah. where is this at? This is on the HBO Max. Okay, good to know. Yeah. That is good to know because she was on with Seth Meyers and he was fanboying all over her because... He too loved her as Charlene okay. on Designing Women, and uh, and then of course uh, Mayor of Easttown and The Watchmen, Watchmen, and but he showed a clip from Hack, and I thought 
uh, that looks really good. She's like, you know, you don't know how, how tough, you know, you don't know what people are going through. And then all of a sudden, like, a helicopter lands in the desert. She goes, oh, there's my ride. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah, it looks like it just would be a nice little slice. And it's interesting because her co-lead, this, I, I had to Google her, Hannah Einbinder. She's never really done a ton of acting, but she's a comedian. And her mom is Lorraine Newman from the original SNL. Oh, really? So, yeah, she's got comedy royalty in her blood so i think i'm gonna give it a shot i can't wait yeah i i would like to watch that and after i said she was just i mean gene smart gives good couch too and she's gorgeous and she was so good in the last episode four of uh mayor of east town boy She's She's the laugh out loud. She is the humor in that show. Yep. You guys have you watched that? No, I'm embarrassed. I've been watching The Circle like an idiot. Oh, that is uh, the Netflix show. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't watch it. I mean, it's it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Yeah, you can tell. I was intrigued. I thought about it, but I thought, who am I going to watch it with? Only you, Brittany. (laughs) Yeah, I watch it. Only you, Brittany. (laughs) All right, we'll be back.